from Pastor Andrei Mazalevsky. Please welcome him. Breakthrough Church. Well, good morning, church. Praise the Lord. It is amazing and awesome and delighting to be in the presence of the Lord. And I love this community. I love this church, this family. You guys are special to me. So for many years, this uh, church, this ministry has been a blessing, encouraging, um, pushing, provoking us, me, to pursue the Lord and believe for great things that He already have for us. And you know, like, it is always awesome when someone is believing. If they did it, it's like, you know, you can do it. You know, it's so amazing. So you were one of those uh, people, leaders, um, that were inspiration for my life. Thank you. Thank you, family of God. Yeah, let's give God all the glory. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm... I want to share what I believe um, the Lord is highlighting in this hour for this generation, for young people. Not just young people, everybody. Because sometimes there is, you know, a, a thing that I, you know, for a while heard that God is using only young people, only young people. Everybody talks about young people. Young people, it's, it's not true. Not only young people. <laughs> he doesn't, God doesn't like have, you know, young children or like older children. He, all of his people are his children. He loves, you know, and he has plans for each and every one, one of us. And uh, um, no matter how old our child is, we'll love them. And every single child in our family has a unique assignment, unique purpose, unique. Amen. So, <clears throat> let's open to Jeremiah, book of Jeremiah, chapter, chapter 2. So my name is Andre. Um, my, my wife's name is Tatiana, and we have three children. And we live in Massachusetts, yes. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, this is what God is saying to his nation. So God raised the Jeremiah, and he told him he was going to be the prophet. He was a little boy. He's like, I can't speak. He's like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill your, fill your mouth with my word. You're going to speak for me. And Jeremiah here is declaring what, for what God is saying to the nation of his people. People that God loves. People that God brought out of Egypt. Out of slavery. Out of bondage. That he cares for. He's in love with them. And God is saying some stuff to them. Verse 13, for my people have done two evil things. My people has done two evil things. 
They have abandoned me, the fountain of the living water. Number one. They have abandoned, rejected me. And God is saying, he's actually saying, what is his name? It's one of the names that he's saying about himself. He's saying, this is who I am. And this is who I am to you. And you have rejected me, who I am. The fountain of the living water. And they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Serious message that God is saying here. Two evil things that you have done. Not, not many. The problem is not with many stuff. And these, in these two things is, is a lot. You have rejected me, the fountain of the living water. What is the fountain of, what is the living water? Water, it is something that you and I cannot survive. We cannot live without a water. Our body cannot live without a water. Water, when you're thirsty, it's something that is satisfying. It's something that you enjoy. Something that it is you're, you, you desire to have that sip of water. If you're thirsty and you can have a bottle of water next to you and you can have a many of them, but if that water is not going to be, if you're not going to drink that water, you can literally die being next to a bottle of water. You can be in the water, but if that water is not going to go in you, you can literally die. You can die in a restaurant. And what God is saying here, you have rejected me. The fountain, the source of that water that you really need to live. It is a must for a Christian person, for you and I. Or in order for you and I, God is saying, to live a life that you are called to live. You must have me. You must swallow, enjoy me as the water of the living waters. As a fountain of the living waters. But my people said, we don't want that. Said, God, we don't want you in that way. We don't want to enjoy you. And they have dug for themselves these cisterns. Cisterns are these pools. And they would put water in them that had cracks in the bottom. Under, in the and how much you put in there, it, there's a leak. If you have a leak, you can pour more and more. There's a leak. And that speaks of that was 
that was hard for the Lord, painful for the Lord, that my people, he is not rejecting them. They have done evil stuff. He's not rejecting. He's saying, you are still my people, but you have done something bad, something evil in my sight. You started, you reject me, and you start to enjoy. You have created something for yourself, the things that you delight in. You delight in some stuff. There is a source, and then there's a resource. You start to enjoy the resource versus, instead of the source. And for God, that was everything. We all understand how to enjoy pizza. When I say pizza, we have a feeling, we know what it is. We know what it feels like, right? We, know, we all know what it feels like to spend time in a good company. We know what it feels like. We know what it feels like to sauna. We all know what it means. Or many other things. But what I've found often when we say to enjoy the Lord, we have no idea what we're talking about. What are you talking about? There's a wall. I understand sing songs. I understand come to church. I understand reading the scriptures. I get that. But to enjoy the Lord, what is this? And this is what God is, is talking about here. You have rejected me, the sword, the fountain of the living water. Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. Bread that gives life. Bread that nourishes us. What's the purpose or the calling of the bread? It's to, it's to feed you. It's to satisfy the hunger. It's to nourish. And Jesus is saying, I am that one for you. In Psalm chapter, chapter 17, Psalm chapter 17. David is saying these powerful, powerful words here. Verse 15, because I am righteous, we want to talk about righteousness here. Because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Righteousness is what Jesus gave us. We have his righteousness. We are his righteousness. Righteousness is my position, is my right standing before the Lord. I, because of righteousness, I have access before the Lord this morning. Because he gave me his righteousness, I can come before God and worship him and, 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 and be in the presence of the Lord and hear him and enjoy him. It's because of the righteousness. It is not that what I have done, it's what Jesus has done for us. And he gave us this righteousness. So David, in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, he knew the revelation of the, right, of the righteousness, of the Messiah. 
And he's saying, because I am righteous, I will see you. Righteousness gives us ability to see the Lord. When I awake, I will see you face to face. That speaks of intimacy. And, and be satisfied. You know, we often, we so emphasize righteousness and we're like, oh, I'm righteous, you know, I'm right. We're righteous in Christ. Yes, I'm righteous. We're good. We're, we're righteous. We're, we're, Jesus gave us this right, uh, righteousness. We just, we just talk about this righteousness and that's it. And we just kind of stay there. But the righteousness has a purpose. Righteousness is not for the sake of righteousness. Righteousness that we received, right? It's, there's a purpose for that. And David said, because I am righteous, I can see the Lord. Because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ that we have, that he gave us, we can come before the Lord. The reason why you have righteousness so that you, that you will come before the Lord, that you will come here this morning. God gave you this righteousness so that you would appear before him. This is the purpose of the righteousness that you and I have. That we would come before God. Because without the righteousness, you would not be able to do that. So righteousness has a calling, purpose. For you and I to bring us before the Lord. So the righteousness, it is, it, it's so good, it's so important. It, it's like without it, it's, it's impossible. But it leads to something. If we can say, you know, something more important is himself. It's the Lord. This is what righteousness and grace of God has done to us. That we will not just enjoy it, we will not just know about it, but it leads to himself. It's a must. Righteousness is not going to satisfy us. Righteousness is not going to change us. Righteousness is not going to, you know, change our lives, our habits, our lifestyles, our desires. Righteousness is not going to do that. It's only a position that brings us before the Lord. Boldly we come before the Lord. Righteousness gives us access to His face. To, to be intimate with, with the Lord. To see Him as He is. And then on His face, there's mouth, His face. He speaks, He breathes His life into us. His eyes are flames of fire. Righteousness brings us to that place. And then at the end, he's saying to be satisfied. So righteousness brings us before the Lord and saying we do that so that the Lord will be the living water for us. So that world loses its taste. The things that you battling for years sin that kind of you kind of love it you kind of like it you kind of drawn to 
do that. When we begin to understand and we come before the Lord and we begin to enjoy the Lord as the living bread, as the water that fills us, His face satisfies us because He's beautiful. When John, when John was ba baptizing with his disciples and when he saw Jesus walking by and he screamed, Behold the Lamb of God! To his disciples, he said, Behold Him! Look at Him! Because He come, came to take away the sins of the world. Struggling with sin, with addiction? There's a cure. Simple. Behold the Lamb! Because He came to take away the sin of the world. That's a cure. Come on, give Him glory. Give Him glory. It's all in the contents of the earth. We behold Him because we have righteousness to actually come before the Lord. And we're be when we behold Him, we're with Him. He becomes our bread. He becomes our water. Sin loses its taste. It's no longer pleasing to you. Because if I'm going to eat a junk food, for example, let me tell you the story. When, I, when we were kids, we would play, we would play um, you know, on the, on the streets, playing sports, whatever, all day long. And when my mom would call us, kids, let's go eat, time to eat. All day long outside, running around. Kids, it's time to eat. And we're like, mom, we're not hungry. She's like, what do you mean you're not hungry? It is impossible. All day outside and you're not hungry? She's like, where did you eat? It's the neighbor's apple trees that are not ripe yet. It's the neighbor's pickles or cucumbers, whatever. You know, stealing from neighbor's' farm places. <laughs> Where did you eat? Right? It's impossible. That's why you can say to good food, I'm not hungry. And this is what God is saying. My people has done two evil things. They have rejected me, the source of the living water, the real stuff. Me, that will truly satisfy the human being. Because everything that we do is to be satisfied. The reason why you wear this clothes is because that clothes give you some kind of satisfaction. The reason why you have these friends that you have, because these friends give you some kind of satisfaction. We are wired by our Creator to be satisfied. And He is the one meant to be satisfying us. It's Him. That's why honey, He created honey is to speak of Him. Honey is sweet. God is saying, I'm sweet for you. He created food that speaks of Him. He created bread that speaks of Him. He created water that speaks of Him. Everything that He created, it speaks of Him that He must be that to us. Right, right. And God is saying, this is the biggest sin you have done. You rejected that me. You reject me. And you start enjoying something else that the world offers. And then you can eat this good, you can eat this junk food. And then someone before you place a good, your favorite meal, your favorite meal. And you're like, 
I mean, I just can't eat anymore. You're full of junk. You know, I don't watch bad stuff. I only watch the PG stuff. I only watch PG stuff. None of that. Rated R or whatever. I don't watch bad stuff, but you're full of PG stuff. Nothing really bad. But it's still not him. You're full of that. And to the Lord was the biggest thing that my people rejected me, the source of the living water. Fountain of life. And David got it. He's saying that the point for me to be before the Lord, the point of me to come before, the point of righteousness, being face to face, is to be fully undone, be possessed by Him. And someone will know that, or what a joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, stand around with sinners, join with mockers. But what a joy! It's the high, highest state of happiness. What a joy of those people that don't do these things. But the answer isn't but. But they delight. They delight in the law of the Lord. This is from where the joy comes from. It's in delighting in the law of the Lord. When the scriptures, young people, this is what we need to get to. When the scriptures, the word of God, Jesus said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. They didn't understand what he was trying to say. But original name of Jesus Christ, the eternal name, his, his real name is the Word. Because in the beginning was the Word. This is his real name. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ is the anointed. Jesus is his earthly name. It's his simple earthly name. But his real name in eternity is the Word. And this is where we got to, where this is where we have to go, is find Him. Find the beauty of the Lord in the scriptures. Where the one phrase that you read and you meditate 40 minutes, 20 minutes, that one phrase, it satisfies you. He becomes that for you, that water that satisfies you. And Jesus is saying, it's... It is also not just to be satisfied. There's more to that. Also go somewhere. But that's big for him. But he, because he is that for you. And if he's that, he cannot be that for us. If he cannot be that for us. What will satisfy us. It's not going to go anywhere. Christian life is the happy life in God. You tell me that you make millions, but if you're not happy, I don't want that. Right? Because we, well, everything that we do is to be happy, to be satisfied. 
That's why we choose this career versus that career. You went to that career, you find yourself not happy, you look for a different career where you want to be happy. Ultimately, God wants to be that for us. He, he's a must to be that for us. Because we will not find satisfaction anywhere else. These cisterns are not going to satisfy us because there's a hole on, on, on the bottom. Bible says that worldly stuff only gives cravings. They never satisfy, only gives you cravings. Jesus meets with this woman at the well. He's saying, give me a drink. And she, 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 she's like, you're not supposed to talk to me. He's like, if you were only knew who you're talking to, you would ask him for the real stuff. You would, because I have a better drink for you. If you only knew that who you're talking to, you would ask me for the better drink. She, she's like, this well is the well of Jacob. His servants dug this well. They went deep. This is the best water in the area. This well has carries the good water. And Jesus like, if you knew who you're talking to. No, he said, the water I have for you. If you're going to drink the water I can give you. Jesus is saying, I have so much better water for you. You have no idea. And, she, and she's like, Give me that water. I want, if, if you have a better drink, if you have a better cup of water than this well gives, give me that. I want that. I am. I am that water for you. I am the husband for you that you've been looking for. Because wives and husbands, husband, your wife is not capable to, of satisfying us, our wives. They don't have the capacity to satisfy the human being. It is impossible. Wives, your husband cannot satisfy you. It is impossible, he's not capable. Only he can. Only the presence of the Lord, the Word of God can satisfy us. And God is saying, I want to be that for you, the source, the fountain of the living water. Do not reject me. John Piper says, God is the most glorified in you when you are the most satisfied in Him. God is the most glorified in your life. You want to glorify God in your life? Find satisfaction in Jesus Christ, in the Word of God, in the presence of the Lord. Your life will be different. People will be like, who are you? Why are you so happy? I was growing up hearing the sermons that we have to pay the price. We have to pay the price. And the price was prayer, fasting, and I know what it means. And when I, in my early years, I was so on fire for the Lord that this teaching wasn't connecting with me. Prayer was not the price that I had to pay. You, we were running to prayer meetings. I was running from work 
into my room, closing the doors and would want to spend time with the Lord. But then we're not always there. But then there's, we have to pay the price. We have to pay the price. A few years back, the Lord opened something to me. And he told me, Andre, since when the intimacy with your wife became the price that you have to pay? I'm at a matter of, he said, never. It's never a price I have to pay. It's always a pleasure. It's always a desire. So since when you turn this prayer time with me, a price that you have to pay that is suffering, that it's hard. When you talk about prayer, there's a certain negative emotions in the room. Nobody, it's different. Oh, prayer again, prayer about topic. A topic about prayer again, fasting again, oh. Don't we think, do we really think that this almighty God, this big beautiful God will create this thing prayer because of righteousness? That we would be with Him and suffer with Him? This beautiful God, eyes are flames of fire, full of love, who came and died for us. That we would suffer in the presence of the Lord? Something is off. It's not, it wasn't like that in the beginning, right? It wasn't. He's like, since when you made this thing a prize? And I said, never. And he says, the reason why you enjoy your wife, you have intimacy with your wife, is because you said no to every single woman out there. The reason why you have intimacy with her because you told her, you told the world, that you, she's the only one for you, for me. And when she knows that, she gives herself to you. There is a price for intimacy. There is a price to enjoy God. There is a price for Him to be your bread of life. It's gonna cost you your girls out there. If He's not gonna say to you, before the minister, and you're the one for me, don't let him enjoy you. Don't let him have your body or anything. Don't let him do that. Is when he's gonna pay the price of saying no to every single girl out there. And he's gonna say, you are the one I'm gonna marry. Then there's a reward of intimacy benefits of a marriage life prayer and the Lord was teaching me this personally the Lord was teaching me this saying prayer is not a price it's the reward for paying the price there is a price it's gonna cost you everything you're gonna have to say no to these cisterns these pools that you created yourself sources the things that he gives us that we don't worship the source, we worship the resource. And one time, one early, mo early morning, we're gonna finish here. Early mo morning, I spent, wanted to spend time with the Lord. I went to my kitchen table, dining room, 
made myself a hot, extra hot coffee and about to read my next few chapters as I usually do and tried my coffee the way I like it, perfect it's going to have a great time with the Lord and like I put my Bible like this my coffee is right here and I just kind of before reading the scriptures just kind of put my head on the table and recognizing the Lord in my room in my thoughts acknowledging Him not just to read the chapters and then I take the sip of co coffee and I take the sip and it's cold and I'm like shocked what, 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 what is happening it's cold and I hear a voice intimacy with me will cost you everything and I got it I did not fall asleep as I was meditating on the Lord focusing on the Lord how long does it take to, for a hot cup of coffee to become cold 30 minutes 40 minutes whatever I was just meditating on the Lord telling him how I love him and the 40 minutes like this 30 minutes like this and he's like intimacy with me will cost you everything what God is saying to us right now he's saying I want to be that for you but it's gonna have to cost you something you're gonna have to say no to cisterns you're gonna have to say no to PG stuff rated R stuff you can't just come full of stuff before me you need to make me the source of your life I must be your bread of life. That's God, what God is saying to us. You must swallow me. How prophet would, he was eating the scroll. God is so full of love. Jesus is saying, love me and you will obey my commandments. This is where it's all going, guys. It's not just for the sake of enjoying the Lord. That is big. It's not for the sake of that or that. He's saying, everything comes down to this. Love me and you will do what I ask you to do. Love me in that way. Be, because if there is intimacy between husband and wife, there will be fruit. When you, remember yourself, when you were in love, you were actually doing what He was asking you what to do. Right? With the Lord. He, want, he told you, go witness to that person, you would go witness. Love was actually the, the foundation of you, why you do things. I think the Lord is breeding us to that place where He is everything to us. And out of that place, there would be a command. There would be a calling birth. Why you're here on this earth. There's an assignment for you on this earth. That you will be able to say yes to that assignment only if He's everything to you. Because if He's everything to you, it's going to have to cost you. You will be able to tell Him yes to that assignment. 
if you're truly in love. But the essence of love is not in doing. It's, it's, it is in delighting. When we are delighting in the Lord, David said, I delight in the love of the Lord. Meditate upon Him every day. When He becomes that for you, then the commandments is going to happen. Love is the root. Fulfilling the commandments is the fruit. Amen. Let's stand. There's an assignment for us. There's a calling for your life. And the Lord's been telling you, you probably know what you need to do. You know your assignment in the body of Christ. You know your assignment on this earth. But you keep on saying no to Him. Because you're not capable of saying yes. It's going to happen out of the place where He's everything to you. When you're full of love for Him. And because you love Him, you're going to say yes, even if it's going to cost you things. You're going to say yes, because love is the strongest force. In Jesus' name. Let's lift up our hands. Precious Lord, Holy Spirit, we honor you in this room. We just want to say once again that we love you. You are the fountain of the living waters for us. You are the bread of life. You're everything to us. We thank you for the gift of righteousness. We thank you for the gift of righteousness that we have access before you. Lord, and today, today, this morning, this afternoon, we're saying no to these cisterns, to the things of this world. We're saying no. We choose. We choose not to delight in the things of this world. We say yes to you. We say yes, Lord, we want to find our delight in you. going to tell you if you want to be close to him with him he's going to tell you what stands in the way it's going to cost you but it's worth it young people it's worth it it's worth it he says if you lose your life for me you will truly gain it you will truly gain it. But if you're not going to lose it for me, you're not, you're going to lose it. it. Truly, you will truly gain your life. He becomes that everything for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I ask you, touch us today. Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak more right now into our hearts. 
in Jesus' name. Speak more into our hearts. If you are here and you say, Lord, I'm done. I'm done. I'm saying no to these cisterns. I'm saying no to the things of this world. I want to pursue you. I want you to be my drink, my water, my bread. I will pursue you. If you are here, I want to see you. I want to see you. Please come up. If you know the things that you're doing, not satisfying, they're not filling you. They make you emptier and emptier and emptier. Truly. I want to bless you. I want to pray for you and see who you are. In Jesus' mighty name. Come up front. Come up front. In Jesus' mighty name. Presence of the Lord. Presence of the Lord. Don't be shy. The Lord is that for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Don't say no to that living bread of life. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Let's worship. Let's worship. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We thank you for who you are.
Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 